Hello, fellow Rebel Capitalists. Hope you're well. So oil prices are skyrocketing. Just today, they're over $92 a barrel. So this begs the question, how high are prices going to go? Are we going to see triple digits? Could we see oil prices at all-time highs? And what is that going to do to consumer price inflation in the United States? What's that going to do to the economy? And what is that going to do with the Federal Reserve coming out tomorrow with their interest rate decision? Is this going to play into them hiking even further when the market is expecting them to pause? Got to dive into all this. Let's get right over to the first article from CNBC. Who would, Josh, who on earth would go to a live CNBC conference? I cannot think of anything I would rather do less. Are are you not going to be there, George? I am not going to be there. I will be at Rebel Capitalist Live, but you could not pay me enough money. So it's like listening to a chalkboard or fingernails on a chalkboard going to a CNBC live event. But anyway, let's get back to the title of this article. Saudi energy minister says oil price cuts are not about jacking up prices as Brent hovers at $95 a barrel. Boy, this is something I got wrong. I Back when it was 70, remember how we were pointing out that every single time they made a production cut, that the price would spike and then come right back down, implying that there's a, a lot of weakness as far as demand. So I'll, I'll, you know, so as far as the supply side, it almost doesn't matter if demand is actually falling off a cliff. And uh, we have seen the prices go up. So I did not expect this. Now, a hat tip to my good friend and business partner, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. They are my two partners in Rebel Capitalist Pro. They called this. They absolutely nailed it. So if you want to hear more of their insights or you want to see their research, you can check that out at Rebel Capitalist Pro. That's georgegamma.com forward slash pro is where you can do a one-week trial for like a buck or something. But getting back to the key talking points here, Saudi Arabia Energy Minister said Riyadh and Moscow decision to extend Crude oil cuts, not about jacking up prices. So let's, for a moment, take them at their word. If it's not about jacking up prices, what is it about? More on that in just a moment. Next key talking point, we can reduce more or we can increase. That has been the subject that we want to make sure that the messaging is clear, that it's not about, hey, how many times does he say jacking up prices? Saudi Arabia and Russia announced they will apply respective voluntary declines of 1 million barrel per day of production and 300,000 barrel per day of exports until the end of the year. So the oil market right now is seeing that the demand in the United States really isn't declining. We haven't gone into a recession yet, or so they think. And uh, the, we see these supply cuts. And even without these supply cuts, the supply dynamics are very poor. Therefore, hey, why aren't oil prices going up? Maybe we have this soft landing. Maybe we have no landing at all. Listen to what the Fed's saying. Look, the stock market's up. The unemployment rate, the labor market, very resilient. Maybe we were all wrong. I think that's why you're really seeing prices go up. But the key here is if we are to take these guys at their word, what does that mean? Why are they actually doing this if it's not about increasing prices? 
So let's see. It's about making decisions. This is a quote from them. It's about making the decision at the right time when we have the data and when we have the clarity that would make us much more of a comfort zone to take that decision, which would make us in much more of a comfort zone to make that decision. Okay, so I think what they're saying there is, and again, just taking them at their word, assuming they're not lying or whatever, we still see an economic recession. So we're still trying to get ahead of that recession. We're trying to keep price stability. We're not trying to quote unquote, jack up prices. I think that would be their argument. They go on to talk about all the supply cuts that they've done over the past few months in this article. So then they point out shrugging off the inertia of the first half of the year, oil prices have gained ground amid supply cut announcements in recent months as the market braces for potential volume deficit in the latter part of 2023. Yeah, but again, I'd like to point out that when they were announcing all these production cuts, what was the price of oil doing? It was pretty much flatlining. And so I, I don't know if it's just the production cuts or if it's just the supply side, because that was pretty much well known back when oil was at 70 or even sub 70. I think what has, uh, what has changed is the narrative in the market that we've gone from, okay, we're going into a recession to now we've got no landing. Now the recession has been canceled. Now the economy is booming. It's resilient and demand is going to skyrocket. I think it's really just a narrative shift. Asked on the possibility of hitting that threshold. So the threshold they're talking about is triple digit oil. So $100 plus. The CEO of Chevron, a guy named Mike Worth, on Monday admitted oil prices could cross into tip, triple digits. And here's a quote from him. Sure looks like it. We're certainly moving in that direction. The momentum, you know, supply is tightening. Inventories are drawing. These things happen gradually. You can see it building. And so I think, you know, the trend would suggest we're certainly on our way. We're getting close. And uh, then he points out that uh, the underlying economic fundamentals very strong, very resilient. So again, it's this narrative really taking over. What's weird is you go back to Silicon Valley Bank and the whole narrative was recession. And then the narrative switches to soft landing. And now the narrative has completely switched to no landing whatsoever, which I would argue increases the probability that we're going to have a hard landing sooner than later. <laughs> but uh, he does point out, I don't know why this, okay. Uh, another quote from, I think, it's a drag on the economy, but one that thus far, I think the economy has been able to tolerate. So that's one thing, kind of one seed I wanted to plant is that as oil prices get higher, it, it does impact the economy negatively. And if you are Saudi Arabia, if you are truly wanting to increase your profits, the bottom line, I don't know that you want oil at over 100 because then you could actually be making less money if you're able to sell a lot less product. And again, they're tightening their supply, moving, they're selling less or meaning they're selling less, not just they're producing less. So I, I don't know if it's all, I think what I'm trying to say is my base case is I actually believe them. I don't think this is about increasing prices. I think it's about them seeing all these other economic indicators outside of the United States. I mean, let's not forget Germany in massive recession right now. And look at China, all the things that we've been talking about there. I think it's more them looking at those 
factors and just trying to get ahead of what they see happening in 2024. Quite frankly, if I was in their position, I'd probably be doing the exact same thing. But this takes us to the next question, which is what on earth is Jerome Powell going to do? Later on today, this afternoon, we're going to do a preview of the Fed interest rate decision tomorrow. They're meeting today. They're going to announce that tomorrow afternoon. We'll go over the time. We're going to go over what the market is predicting. But one variable that they probably didn't have to really consider last week was this possibility that oil prices go north of $100. And what does that do to consumer price inflation in the United States? Now, I believe longer term, it doesn't have that much of an impact because you're not increasing money supply, not really increasing velocity. But, and I think you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul there, especially if real wages are declining. If the purchasing power is decreasing relative to what it was in 2019 for the average Joe and Jane. But it can definitely impact certain prices, that is for sure. And it can short-term create a lot of consumer price inflation because oil does touch pretty much every single thing that you buy, especially goods. So with uh, oil north of 100, I mean, you got to assume that gas prices, I, I just read that they went from 360 up to roughly 388 a gallon, a, nation, a national average. But at 100, 110, 120, we're right back at, who knows, $5, $6 oil. I mean, they mentioned that specifically in this Wall Street Journal article that we'll skip over to. Look at the, look at the picture right here. They said the Fed's next challenge, $100 oil is the title of the article. And looks like there's most likely from California where oil or gas prices are already uh, six heading straight to $7 a gallon. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. This is a very interesting chart. And for those of you who follow this channel, you'll remember three or four weeks ago, I went to St. Bart's and I was hanging out with Hugh Hendry, Jeff Snyder, Brent Johnson, and uh, a few hedge fund managers. And we went over the, the process, extensively went over the process that they use to determine when they're going to enter a trade. And it's very simple technical analysis, but one of the things that they pointed to is when you have these levels of resistance and the price just rockets through on high volume, that's usually a sign that, that, that we're in a bullish range here. The trend is bullish, let's say. So look at the price of oil 
And we can see this resistance. Let's just call it right around. I mean, again, I'm no technician. You guys probably know this better than I do. But I, I just wanted to point this out because this is how a lot of these huge hedge fund managers that manage billions and billions of dollars, this is how they make their decisions. Or at least it's a component that makes up their final decision-making process. So uh, let's just say we're at resistance at 87-ish, right around there, 85, let's call it. And then what have we just done in the last week or so? Just powered right through it, straight up to 90, had a little bit of a lag at 90. But now uh, it's just, it's let's see, West WTI is headed straight for 95. And Brent has exceeded that 95 mark headed straight towards a hundred. And I'd have to look at a longer term chart to determine when the next level of resistance is, but who knows, it could be 110, $120 a barrel. And here, I think this David Fay or Fafi chief economist at commodities data firm, Argus media. I think this is a great point. He says this clearly risks pushing inflation slightly higher. I would say, substantially higher. Now, I don't think this would take inflation, you know, we're not back up at 789 levels, but I could see it taking it uh north of 4, 4% headline CPI. And if you want some actually let's do this, Josh. Let's go back to the uh let's go back to the price of oil. Let me say I'm just going to do this on the fly here, guys, if you bear with me. Let's look at long term uh, price oil. And what you will see is back just before the GFC, the oil price got really high. So let's look at some exact numbers here. And this, I believe, would be nominal. So keep that in mind. But right before, in fact, in, wow, in 2008 even, yikes, that's not a good omen. So June 2008, Oil prices were just under 150, so $140 a barrel. And at the time, inflation, let's look at a chart there, 12 months change. Josh, can you pull that up for me really quick? Actually, this might this might show it right here. I'm just wondering what the CPI was in 2008. So, yeah, it, I, I hate these indexes. I just want the actual headline number here. But go ahead and pull that up for me, Josh. And I want to get back to this Wall Street Journal article. But um, right off the top of my head, I would say inflation was around probably four or five percent in two thousand eight. That was three point eight percent. Oh, three point eight. Right, that was back in June of two thousand eight. This is a yearly index, but it was that's what it was for the year. Hmm. That's that's weird. Okay. Well, the, the bottom line here is that uh, we can safely conclude inflation wasn't higher than like a 5%. So it wasn't at like the 9% we saw, let's say, a year ago, even though oil prices were at $140 a barrel. So it is true that it puts upward pressure on prices, but it, 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 it doesn't lead to, you know, 1970s type of inflation, or I would even argue 1940s type of inflation. But it is something that the Fed is going to have to consider. So getting back to what David is saying here, uh, risks inflation slightly higher. And here's another quote from him. It is something that may encourage, through the end of the year, further interest rate hikes. So think about this for a moment. 
what if we're getting a head fake here from the oil market and they're going up just because they're buying this no landing narrative when, when in reality, that's fake news. And when in reality, if you look at the yield curve and all these other data points, we're about ready to get a right hook from Tyson as far as getting a hard landing economic recession, or maybe something even worse where demand absolutely plummets. So think about that. This, this could be like the ultimate head fake where the, the market is going this way, leading the Fed to believe that they need to increase rates. But those additional increase, uh, increases in interest rates will only make the, the crash that much worse that the yield curve is predicting. You see, so if the oil prices weren't going up, maybe the Fed would be more likely to pause or... Uh, just maybe hike 25 basis points or something like that. But who knows? I don't know how many more times that they're going to meet this year, but maybe they bump rates another 50 basis points when they would have kept them flat. And they're doing so right on the doorstep of potentially another GFC. I would assume that's pretty much what they did uh, in 2008. I don't know what they were doing to interest rates back then. Actually, let me see if I can pull up Fed funds. Here we go. This is why I keep all these tabs open. <laughs> so 2008, no, they were in the process of lowering, dropping interest rates big time. Wow. So that's not good because my, my point there is that assuming the yield curve is correct, we're going for a hard landing. But think about how hard the landing was during the GFC. And we had that hard of a landing while the Fed was dropping interest rates from, let's call it 5% down to 2%. In fact, by the end of the year, it was down to uh, 1% down to 0%. So, yikes. And the, and the yield curve is a lot worse now than it was back then. So think about that. Yield curve predicting possibly something worse. But this time, instead of lowering rates into that, we are jacking rates into that at a pace that we haven't seen since the 1980s. All right, guys, we'll have to follow this story closely. And remember, later this afternoon, we're going to be doing a preview of the Fed rate hike decision tomorrow. What the market's expecting? Is the market off sides? If so, what could that mean for assets like the stocks, like the S&P 500, um, the, the bond prices, oil prices, cryptocurrency, gold, etc.? So definitely stay tuned for that. In the interim, guys, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.